0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events. This time we're turning our attention to 2019 antitrust trends, taking a look at developments and legal issues and everything you need to know. Going live with the actual event, April 24th, running between 12pm and 2pm Eastern Standard Time. Information about this event, how to sign up and participate and more information about our panel will be found in the description box down below. Dr. Fabian Leemgrumer will be leading us off, an attorney at law, at Tom and Fisher. We're going to be also joined by Craig Benson, a partner at Paul Weiss, Rifkind, Wharton and Garrison, LLP. We're also going to be joined by Cleve Tyler, a managing director of the Berkeley Research Group, LLC. Once again, information about all of our panel, how to sign up and listen to the webcast, will be found in the description box down below, along with the code PODCAST25. When used at checkout, Podcast 25 gets you 25% off your very first webcast registration. So let's turn things over to our speakers now.
1: My name is Craig Benson. I am a partner at Paul Weiss in Washington, D.C. and an antitrust litigator. I do a fair amount of work um, on cartel and conduct issues. And I plan to talk during the webinar about three topics that I hope will be of interest to participants. The first has to do with the uh, the DOJ's current corporate leniency policy, which last year celebrated its 25th anniversary. And I will talk about that program and its successes and challenges, how the program has evolved, um, and considerations for potential applicants for amnesty or leniency today um, as as they look at that program. The second topic I hope to talk about is the evolution of artificial intelligence, uh, specifically as it affects pricing conduct of companies um, and the potential for collusion uh, through artificial intelligence algorithms and uh, and, and implications for cartel enforcement. And finally, I plan to talk about the uh, 104-page decision by Judge Wilkin out of the Northern District of California in the NCAA athletic grant and aid cap antitrust litigation Um, and what learnings there may be from that case for practitioners, both plaintiffs and defendants um, about rule of reason cases, about pro-competitive justifications for commercial restraints. Um, And for both sides, the most effective ways they might go about proving up their cases.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, my name is Cleve Tyler. I'm a managing director at Berkeley Research Group and I'm a practicing economist. I've been working uh, as a consultant for uh, more than 20 years now, working on a whole host of competition issues. Uh, I also teach as an adjunct professor at the uh, Johns Hopkins University and uh, teach industrial organization. So. The the antitrust world is, I think, evolving before our eyes, and we've seen the emergence of uh, digital platform giants, uh, as well as increased levels of concentration across many industries, and many have raised concerns about this. Uh, The consensus within the antitrust community uh, appears to be that the tools to address antitrust concerns in this modern era already exist, and perhaps just need to be sharpened or applied more appropriately, The academic community has been more critical, and while I haven't really seen much of a call for total overhaul, critics have stated that antitrust enforcement in the United States has been far too lax for several decades and that agencies have essentially been asleep at the wheel. My presentation, admittedly, is somewhat ambitious as it will try to describe this emerging landscape or at least provide some insight into it some of the materials borrowed from one of my industrial organization lectures at Johns Hopkins, so you might feel like a student at one of my classes for a short while. We'll talk about changes in metrics such as concentration, profit margins, and entry and exit rates that have been described. We'll also discuss other factors to keep in mind when assessing these metrics and how uh, those factors might influence our thinking as antitrust involves. We'll go into some detail into merger retrospective analyses, which is an important way of assessing error by the FTC and DOJ in their merger review processes. And finally, we'll take a look at some of the uh, economic issues addressed in the American Express ruling by the Supreme Court. While not addressing concentration issues primarily, the ruling does represent the court's first explicit discussion of two-sided markets, though it leaves us with a number of questions for future antitrust analyses. the environment today sort of reminds me of of being out in the ocean, actually, as a boy and and waiting to ride a, a wave on my boogie board. And you you see small peaks of waves, and and you might feel the wind and the current. But out of all of this is a discernible wall of water that starts to emerge. And I think in the antitrust world we can see some sort of wave coming. That is, and we don't know the uh, the height and the force of the wave, which isn't clear. But it does start to get a bit clear with each passing month and even week. And of course this analogy, like any analogy, is incomplete because we're not really innocent bystanders about to get swamped by a wall of water, but it's fortunately for us, and we may be riding this wave or perhaps influencing the form of the wave itself in our own small ways. So I look forward to speaking with you all again about these important topics and the uh, ongoing evolution of antitrust.
3: Hi, I'm Fabian. Uh- I am working as a lawyer and a patent attorney, so I have a double degree. And I'm working in one of the uh, law firms, central law firms, who are situated in the middle of Europe. Our main fields cover uh, pharmaceutical patenting, but also all IP related uh, rights. And another main field of of, of, of our work is is dedicated to antitrust or competition law violations as we call it in Europe. Now the idea of my talk is uh, to cover um, a little bit a total picture of a uh, uh, reverse payment agreement. So the idea is to give you an idea about the legal... Um, Developments and the legal trends you have in reverse payment agreements all over the world in the in the main markets, which are actually the United States, the, the US market, and the European Union market and the Asian Pacific markets. So these are the three main markets where you have uh, legal developments covering uh, reverse payment agreements. Um, in a second, in a second part, I will uh, a little bit introduce the main drivers, which are responsible for the, the constantly evolving case law in the last years. Which is in the United States is the FTC. Uh, in Europe is the Competition Commission of the European Union, and in the Asian Pacific market there is uh, you have in the Australian Competition. Uh, Commission, the ACCC, and in uh, Japan you have the the Japan Fair Trade Commission. So these are the main drivers uh, which are responsible worldwide for development, legal developments in uh, reverse payment agreements. In the next point I will cover the different legal legal frameworks in uh, these main markets. So they are quite different. But what is interesting, they are come they come to the to similar results as we will see, starting from a complete different legal legal standpoint. And the last we point the the last area which I will cover, and I think which is the most important one is, I will discuss the legal the latest legal developments uh, worldwide. So. We will start with the u s developments, legal development since uh, uh, the case law activities, where I will strive a little bit the, the the Teva settlement agreement, which was done in january this year, which shows a little bit the consolidation uh, uh, in the in the case law in the in the u s um, then I will cover also a case law, which in the United States case law, which is which is a little bit older which is started in, uh, in the, at the beginning of 2018, but which is quite interesting, which makes the differentiation between governmental and private plaintiffs for reverse payment agreements. Then I will come to a very interesting and very new um, legal development in the European Union. Where we have started in 2016, we have started with the, the Lundbeck case law which was is similar to the Act Davis, very fundamental case law. And now this is more or less overruled by a new uh, general court uh, decision um, uh, in the Serbia case which I will discuss in details and they come to different, to different results actually. And the last point of uh, legal development I will cover is, the, is Australia, where we have a, a new bill which is coming out or should be approved by the the, the Parliament in 2019, and where you actually see that the uh, the exception clause which was done in the co- uh, in the competition law up to now for IP rights. Uh, shall be deleted so this will be very interesting. Um, A last point which is possible to cover but uh, which depends a little bit on the time we have left is uh, to look at the Indian market and the Japanese market um, where we have different approaches to solve such interfering of legal
0: interfering between uh, intellectual property uh, law and
3: um, antitrust
0: law. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget information about our panel and how to sign up and listen to the event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off your first webcast registration when you use the code PODCAST25 at checkout. We look forward to seeing you April 24th, and until next time, take care. Bye now.